2020 coming up on the program today meeting your biological father and immediately having him want to disown you again plus fast food based erotic thrillers humiliating cuck sex scenes and tiny tim sings about herpes all this coming up today i'm a sucker for other people's pain do re mi la fa so la martina i'm a mommy i'm a mommy oh i'm a mommy are you on the internet? Isn't that for techno geeks with spreadsheets? It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Hansen. All right, Tim back here starting a new week of programs. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a good one for you today. First up, if you recall last week, I read a story about a guy who was convinced that his father was William Shatner. Oh, what an honor, right? His mom told him stories when he was a kid about how loose she was or something. When I was an actress in Hollywood in the 60s, I went on a real fuck spree. The dad's either William Shatner or Rock Hudson. Thankfully, it wasn't Rock Hudson because he died of AIDS. Fortunately, it turns out his dad wasn't William Shatner either. His dad's just some guy named Chick who owned a bar. Still, for decades, this guy hounded William Shatner and was like, take a DNA test. You're my papa. And William Shatner, you know, avoided this guy because he comes off sounding like a creep. Ultimately, though, like I said, uh, this dude found out who his real father was. Wasn't William Shatner. It was a guy named Chick. But, you know, this guy's happy. He's like, at least I know who my dad was. Got the answer I was looking for. And it turns out. You know, he, he's a pretty normal guy who just thought his dad was William Shatner because that's what his mom told him. He's not a complete psychopath. I have one of those for you today. This guy has found his biological father and is meeting him for the first time. He's going to take this opportunity to turn this momentous meeting into a bit. And he's going to record it for his YouTube channel. Because the one thing that's more important than finding a long-lost relative is getting those sweet, sweet reviews. Ting. And this isn't like a young guy. This isn't like, you know, an 18 or 19-year-old finding his father. This is a middle-aged man who thinks this is a good idea. What exactly is he going to do? Well, he's going to dress up like the character Buddy the Elf from the movie Elf. You know, the Will Ferrell movie. And he's going to stand outside and wait for his dad and scream, my papa, my papa, or whatever the fuck Will Ferrell screams in that movie. Every 
Everything about this video clip annoys the shit out of me. First of all, this adult male who's going to be dressing up like Buddy the Elf also has children of his own. And they're doing that annoying thing where even though the video is not about them, it's about the father, the camera's on the father, the whole reason they're filming is because this guy's going to meet his long lost dad. Even though the video has nothing to do with the kids, they have to try to sort of make it about them. You'll hear them a lot in the background singing. They're at that age. I'm guessing they're going to be 12, 13, 14, somewhere around there. And they just think they're the next Vicky Lawrence circa 1973. Well, you're not. You're no Vicky Lawrence. And the screeching coming out of your cocksucking hole is not the night the lights went out in Georgia, if you know what I'm saying. What? No one knows what I'm saying? Vicky Lawrence, who starred as Mama in Mama's Family. That one's for you, Mead. Mead Skelton is a huge fan of Vicky Lawrence. Had a hit in 1973 called The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia. And that is the first and only female singer that came to my mind as I was getting ready to rip the teenagers in this car a new asshole. I'm 40 years old. That song wouldn't have even been topical in my time. I don't know where the hell that came from. I wasn't even born in 1973. I mean, I could have went with Britney Spears, Lady Gaga, Cardi B, Judy Jetson, the Brady Kids. Oh, I'm losing it again. Should have stopped Cardi B. All right, let's start this video. Uh, the father is getting in his elf suit right outside of his car. Okay, so this is uh, me getting ready to meet my uh, biological dad for the first time. Like, shut up, kid. Just shut up. You, you know, this guy's talking right into the camera, and the girl just won't. You know, dad for the first time ever. And it's. Uh, Thanksgiving weekend, what, 2020? Middle of a freaking pandemic, right? Oh, he just thinks this is so hilarious. This He's so quirky. His dad is going to see him in this suit and be like, that's my son. He's a real fucking shithead and maybe retarded. I know that, that that's what I would think. Like, if I was this guy's father, like, I, I don't know how old his dad is at this point, 50, 60, 70 years old, meeting this guy for the first time, a grown man, and, and he... And he and he's wearing an elf suit going, Papa! I'd be like, oh, God, I've made a huge mistake letting this guy contact me. 2020, middle of a freaking pandemic. All right? Crazy, crazy year. So I decided it's the season. And who better to greet your dad, your long-lost dad, as than Buddy the Elf? Because, you know, where the kid goes again, just does not care what's happening with her father right now. It's only like one of the biggest moments in his life, like meeting his biological dad. Because, you know, Anna, shut the fuck up. You don't even sound good. You can't sing. You're off key. Who else? What a better way to cut the ice. Yeah, cut the ice. That's what's going to happen. He's got his little hat on. And he's he's got a sign, a big sign that he's holding that says dad on it. Gonna hold it. <laughs> Let's go get him. I'm here. My dad. There he is causing a scene in public. I actually don't know where they're at. If they're in un- some underground parking structure or maybe like um, the pickup area of an airport. I'm here. 
fuck? I mean, there's a good chance this old man has never seen Elf and doesn't know what the hell's going on. The old man, uh, the father, I guess, walks up to the elf and uh, gives him a hug. He recognizes him. dad is not really reacting so this guy's family is trying to whoop it up you know try to make it seem like uh, the bit isn't falling completely flat this is the last time you're ever going to see your father he's gonna be like you know what we both did pretty well the first 45 years that i wasn't in your life why mess with what's working you know i'm gonna bow out now have a merry fatherless christmas get it buddy the elf you never saw that movie oh then so what you're seeing is just a grown man dressed in an elf costume you must think your son is mentally handicapped okay hey uh speaking of retarded um can we stop telling people to wear masks at this point we all know what's going on out there if people don't want to wear masks they're not gonna wear masks no matter how many commercials psa's signs on windows these people see it's just not going to happen they're morons we also have groups and organizations that have nothing to do with public health thinking they can help by getting the word out take for instance the salt lake utah board of realtors uh sorry i'm late i was on the phone hey girl hi of course no problem how'd it go well i guess if you consider the fact that my clients want to buy a house without a realtor is great I think I convinced him. What'd you say? What the hell is happening here? I run a list of calls for you. I'm writing a contract. Oh, this is a song all about uh, how helpful realtors are. You should always go into buying a house with a realtor so they can get their fucking three and a half percent or whatever it is. And hit up all my contacts to find the perfect house for you. Through pandemics and earthquakes. Oh, they're bringing it back. This song is titled I'll Wear a Little Mask for You, and it's supposed to want to make people use realtors or something. Talk about missing the mark. Not on the sidelines, we're following all the guidelines. I'll wear a little mask for you. Stop it. Stop it. Just stop it. Douche chills, right? Just do your fucking job. And as a realtor, your job is not to sing. I guess they were trying to make people feel comfortable with with using realtors during a pandemic. Because, you know, because you're in close contact with them. They're showing you houses and stuff. But what other options do you have? If you need to find a new house, a new place to live, 99% of people use realtors. So the song was, you know, kind of unnecessary. Oh, I need a palate cleanser. How about a question from uh, the Ask 
Reddit subreddit. This is where people just ask questions to the things they want answers to, right? Makes sense. Ex-prisoners of Reddit. What was the worst thing you ever saw inside of the prison walls? Top answer. No, I'm not a prisoner, but I worked in a prison clinic for a few weeks while in med school. I was under the mentorship of the prison physician. I had this one guy come into the clinic for a routine visit who had a colostomy. I like where this story's going. We did our physical, blah, 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 and the guy was about to leave. The physician mentoring me said, hey, check out his colostomy real quick. The guy awkwardly peeled part of his bag off, and he has these big red blisters weeping fluid around his colostomy stoma. I was totally confused, and the guy left super quick. The physician just shrugged. Later that day, I asked the physician what was up. Apparently, the other prisoners fuck that guy's colostomy hole, and he had gotten herpes. <laughs> he got herpes of the colostomy from the other prisoners. That's what those sores were. He had a herpes outbreak after being fucked in his colostomy hole. Well, I got your mind off that horrible realtor song, huh? I've got a video of a husband filming his wife having sex with another man. One of those uh, cuck videos. Now, uh, the guy the wife is having sex with is black, which means he's very well endowed. She's having a good time, as you can hear. You know what I want to do? Mm. I want you to suck my cock and I want to be eating that pussy. Mm. You want some more of that, baby? Mm-hmm. All right, suck cock, eat pussy, sounds like a good time. The husband is remaining really quiet. He's just focusing on uh, getting the shot, I guess. Oh, I really love this black dick. It's nice and big and thick. Mm. Right, I mean, mm. mine's good too, though, right? Just different. What I lack in girth, I make up for with heart. Oh. Right, honey? Oh. Right, honey? Oh. Oh. Honey, this was supposed to be a three-way. Snoring mm. me. Mm. Yeah, you. Yeah, you just spit on his black cock. I'll hang back here. I should. I should focus on just filming this anyway. It would be too hard to participate. Finally, though, the husband uh, pulls out his dick, and he's like, "Look, I'm gonna make this real easy for you. Black man is fucking you." You just have to get your head close to my cock and put it in your mouth. That way we can all, you know, sort of participate. Oh, yeah. She's still responding to the black guy fucking her. You gotta come closer. Your dick's too small. What? You gotta come closer. Your dick's too small. That comment is directed at the husband. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it feels so good. Oh, yeah, that's to the black guy. And then to her husband. Ah, uh, get, get over here. Come on. Just, if you want me to suck your dick, you're going to have to get closer to me. Your cock is too small. It doesn't reach my mouth, asshole. Making me lean forward. Trying to ride dick right now. Now let's go back to uh, how the black man makes her feel. Uh, yeah, that's what he's doing to her. Yeah, he's fucking her with those long, hard strokes. Uh, and now the, the white husband gets his chance to fuck her. And that goes. 
Wait. He's got it inside of her. I can't even feel your dick. <laughs> what? I can't even feel your dick. <laughs> oh. Cool. Maybe that's what I'm going for. Real quick, let's flash back a few minutes to when the black guy was fucking her. <sighs> oh, God. Yeah. <sighs> that black guy's fucking her so hard, all of her USB devices are disconnecting. Bum, bum. Yeah, that's not on my end. First of all, I'm using a Mac right now. But it's, it's definitely uh, a sound that's happening in the video. <sighs> I'm pretty sure the white husband is getting off to this. The whole, your cock is small. I don't feel a thing when you're fucking me. Black cock makes me moan. This couple's okay. They're going to make it. Real fairy tale romance. Finally, before we get into the news today, as I've been mentioning for the past uh, couple weeks, the Distorted View store is open and full of new merchandise. New t-shirts, hoodies, mugs. Even puzzles you can put together. Oh, fun for the whole family. Check it out, store.distortedview.com. One of the more interesting um, additions this year is a Christmas-themed sweatshirt that reads, Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year, based, of course, on the classic Tiny Tim song that we play every fucking year here on the podcast. Tiny Tim, uh, best known for his song, Tiptoe Through the Tulips, Seems like an odd person to be making fun of the AIDS epidemic. Seems kind of out of character for him, right? Uh, apparently, he didn't know that AIDS was a big deal. He wrote this song, he says, in uh, 1980 or 81, but I don't even think it was called AIDS back then, right? Wasn't it called, like, Grid or something because they thought just, just gay people got it? But whatever. According to Tiny Tim... He wrote this song because he thought AIDS was kind of like, you know, just getting a cold. It was just an illness you got over. That information came from, like, Wikipedia. You know, back when we discovered the song, I, I tried to track down the origins, right? Well, Tyler Soares in the Discord found a link from what appears to be either a, a live recording or a performance of this song or something. And uh, there's an introduction by Tiny Tim where he gives his side of the story. This song is not made to make fun of anybody. This is well, not made for humor. Really? Tiny Tim, okay. You're kind of, you're shitting us now, right? Uh, any sadistic humor. It's hard to explain. Yeah. Uh, this song was written in 1980 or 81, just lying at 2, 3 in the morning. At two, an idea came to me. It sounded funny. Yeah. What if Santa was a faggot? Had lots of butt sex and it came down with AIDS. Because AIDS was a very, very minor word. It is a good idea for a song. The biggest thing about AIDS, A-Y-D-S, was the candy-reducing candies. Oh, yes! We're familiar with that candy. Try new peanut butter AIDS. I need to isolate the part from the commercial. My favorite part is where the woman's like, AIDS has nothing that could make me nervous. Meanwhile, you get an AIDS diagnosis. Most people are going to be very nervous. They had, it, I can't stop losing weight on AIDS. It was way, way before Rock Hudson's unfortunate death and Liberace's. And the song, you know. Is this the second Rock Hudson reference in today's show? I shit you not. I did not know Tiny Tim was going to say Rock Hudson. Very strange. Uh, I, in fact, somebody wanted me to record this five years later. In Fl here in Florida, uh, near Miami, and my agent said, "If you now at that time, you know, age was getting heavier, and he said, if you record that song, I'm dropping you as an agent." Yeah, that, that would be a PR nightmare for Tiny Tim. In '81, he even got a laugh out of this before the tragedies came. 
Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year And he won't be round to spread his Christmas cheer The reindeer all look blue They know what he's going through Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year I won't play the whole thing. We've heard the song many times, although this is a different version. Very interesting. More interesting is I think this was recorded during a dark period for Tiny Tim. Around the same time as Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year, Tiny Tim uh, also recorded a song called She Left Me With Herpes. That must be the B-side song or the HPV side. Gotta say thanks to Tyler Soros Rex in the Discord for finding this. It's interesting, uh, the person who posted this song on YouTube said, this is another of Tiny Tim's inspired songs about VD. This one is much funnier than Santa Claus has got the AIDS. I don't know. It's hard to top AIDS. We'll see if Tiny Tim can pull this off. She left me with the herpes. Oh, why did she do that? Last night I sat upon a chair and gave it to the cat. The cat gave it to Rover and to the mousy too. Well, this is just like Miss Lulu. Miss Lulu had a steamboat. The steamboat had a bell. Miss Lulu went to heaven. The steamboat went to hello, operator. Give me number nine. And if you disconnect me, I'll kick you in the behind the refrigerator. You know that? It's kind of like that. But it's all about, like, the transfer of herpes. By the way, I don't even want to get any emails about this song. Some people have heard it as Miss Susie or Miss Lucy. I heard it as Miss Lulu. Now, let's get back to the genital warts. She left me with the herpes. Even roaches won't come near. Mosquitoes will not bite me because they sense my blood's not clear. My chambermaid is suing and taking me to court. She cleaned my room the other day, and you know what she called. Pretty good, but it doesn't top the AIDS song. She left me with the herpes. I don't know what to do. Pretty hard to beat AIDS. All right, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist. Stop! news right now can come up with a cure i'll be the very first of mine no matter you can be sure if you are not a member of the distorted view sideshow what are you waiting for become a true and honorable freak today when you sign up you will gain full access to the entire archive of programs well over 3,000 shows at this point more importantly exclusive shows every week tomorrow we'll be doing a brand new exclusive program and again on thursday memberships to our site are very inexpensive only six dollars and 99 cents a month even less when you opt for a quarterly semi-annual yearly or lifetime membership Sign up for a yearly. It brings that monthly price down to like five something a month. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. This is how I make my living. And this is why uh, the show is able to uh, continue. It's all thanks to the Sideshow Freaks over there at superfreaksideshow.com. And of course, my patrons. Another way to support the show. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Patreon.com slash view. If you pledge at least $5, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls for anyone else. I'm usually about a month or seven behind on those fucking voicemails. So if you would like your call played, uh, usually the day that you send it or the day after, uh, pledge five bucks over there. Patreon.com slash distorted view. There are other perks as well. Occasionally I'll do a personal podcast. I haven't done one of those in a couple months. Uh, I, you know, I got to do that again. 
I also do giveaways over there if you're at certain pledge levels. Check it out. Patreon.com slash Distorted View. Okay, three very quick stories now. First up, KFC is no stranger to odd promotions. They're currently selling some fire logs that smell like KFC chicken grease or something. Well, they're taking it a step further, and they've dragged in poor Mario Lopez, who will just agree to do anything, apparently. Fast food giant Kentucky Fried Chicken is frying up a batch of drama for a lifetime. Television network for women and gay men. Uh, with the premiere of its first original mini-movie, A Recipe for Seduction. The movie will feature former Saved by the Bell star and current extra host Mario Lopez as the franchise's iconic Colonel Sanders. Oh, going with a Mexican Colonel Sanders. Bold and brave choice, KFC. Uh, yes, based on its founder, of course, Colonel Sanders, Harlan Sanders. The poster features uh, Lopez with salt and peppered hair, glasses, and a beard. While the plot has yet to be released, the film's poster promises finger-licking intrigue. The film uh, is going to debut this Sunday at noon on Lifetime. So set your DVR, and just to whet your appetite, I happen to have a, a little trailer here for the movie. What the hell are you doing? A Lifetime original mini-movie. You don't answer my proposal, and now you're not answering my call. Well, it sounds like we've got a very uh, unhappy couple here. I think I'm falling for the new chef. Jessica is falling for Harlan. The cook? Yep, that's Colonel Sanders. Leave Jessica alone and skip town. He has a secret recipe that's going to change the world. Harlan <laughs> claims to have some secret recipe. A secret recipe? <laughs> Spare me. Gotta be honest with you, uh, this sounds a whole hell of a lot better than most of the crap on the Hallmark channel. Lifetime knows what they're doing. Just kill him already! Who the hell are you? Harlan Sanders, the new chef. Mario Lopez is Colonel Sanders in a recipe for seduction. Oh, I hope this is just the beginning and there's more fast food-based dramas on the horizon. All she wanted was a family of her own. Why won't anyone adopt me? Until one day, she got her wish. My name is Mary Beth. This is my husband, Dave. How would you like to come live with us? Really? Oh, I'd love it more than anything! But one little girl's dream became one family's nightmare. Can I help you, Mother? Have you noticed there's something strange about Wendy? Honey, it's only been a few days. Give her some time to adjust. I guess you're right. Hi, Papa. Oh, hello there, Wendy. You startled me. I think I got a bug bite. Can you check for me? Sure. It's under my shirt. Maybe you could just put your hand up it. Maybe you should ask your mom to help you with that. I want you, Dad. Where... Where is the bug bite under your shirt? I'll guide your hand, Daddy. It's right between my spicy nugs. Stop it! Come on, Daddy. Slide that beef right between my buns. Dave! What's going on here? Honey... I don't, Wendy says she's got. He was groping me. That is not what happened here. <laughs> Mary Beth, you gotta believe me. Don't give me that frosty stare. Good morning, mother. Why am I tied up? Because I don't need you interrupting my plans. Where's Dave? Daddy, 
is mine. I don't think you're going to like what happens if I hear one more word out of you. You'll never get away with this. Oh, you need to be shut up. How about a mouthful of Wendy's world-famous chili? What are you doing? Why are you straddling my mouth? Your order is number two. I'm going to have it out to you in just a second. Hey, you like that? Tastes good? Always fresh, never frozen, cunt. Wendy, this is wrong. You have to know this. Put your mouth on my junior bacon strips. Do not put your hand on my crotch. But I want to make it a biggie. This summer, one family is laid to order. Thank you. Come again. <laughs> Lifetime, call me. Uh, back to the Colonel Sanders movie, A Recipe for Seduction. The official synopsis is As the Holidays Near, an heiress played by Bosch alum Justine Alpert contends with the affections of a suitor and picked by her mom. When the handsome chef arrives with his secret recipe and a dream, <laughs> he sets in motion a series of events that unravel the mother's plans. Again, if you want to check out the movie, it premieres December 13th at noon on Lifetime. And for more, Mario Lopez, uh, he has reprised his role as A.C. Slater in Peacock's Saved by the Bell revival. Sounds like he'll say yes to just about any role. So if you would like to play uh, Dave in my Wendy's movie, call me. All right. Uh, second story we have for you today. Has the state of Israel made contact with aliens? kooky Jews. First of all, Israel's not a state. Some people may consider New York to be little Israel, because, you know, there's a lot of Jews there. Uh, but Israel's not a state. Oh, I see what they're saying. It's a country, but they just, they call it a state. According to retired Israeli general and current professor, Haim Ishad, I don't know if I pronounced that right, the answer is yes. What? But this has been kept a secret because humanity isn't ready. Speaking in an interview, the man who served as the head of Israel's space security program for nearly 30 years and is a three-time recipient of the Israel Security Award, so he's not like some kook or something, he explained that Israel and the United States have both been dealing with aliens for years. And this by no means refers to immigrants, with Ishad uh, clarifying the existence of a galactic federation. Oh, how cool. But the aliens are totally right. We are not prepared to hear that there are extraterrestrials out there. It would it would cause anarchy. First of all, there's going to be the religious people. It's not in the Bible, so it's not true. So it's obviously the devil deceiving us. They'll make it into some sort of biblical end times prophecy bullshit. Then all the gun nuts are going to be stockpiling guns for the coming intergalactic wars, you know, when the aliens finally invade. And then, like, the bleeding heart liberals are going to care more about the aliens than humanity. They're going to worry about offending the aliens. What should we call the aliens? Is the term alien offensive? A bunch of white people sticking up for aliens that they've never seen, you know. It'll just be a, a total mess. The 87-year-old former space security chief gave further descriptions about exactly what sort of agreements have been made between the aliens and the United States, which have been made because they wish to research and understand the fabric of the universe. This cooperation includes a secret underground base on Mars. Sounds legit. Where there are American and alien representatives. Okay. 
you are quickly losing me here. There are there are humans on Mars right now in underground bunkers or research facilities. If true, this would coincide with U.S. President Donald Trump's creation of the Space Force as the fifth branch of the U.S. Armed Forces. Though it's unclear how long this sort of relationship, if any, has been going on. Oh, my God. This sort of makes me believe that uh, this is all true. Because could you imagine, you know, when you become president of the United States, you receive all this information. Donald Trump is told, look, there are aliens out there. We're working with them. We can't tell anyone about it. We've got representatives on Mars. I'm sure Donald Trump's first thought is like, all right, we need to set up defenses because these assholes are going to turn on us. You got to be prepared to nuke these little bug-eyed gray freaks. Shad insists that Trump is aware of the aliens and that he was on the verge of disclosing their existence. Again, sounds very Trump-like. However, the Galactic Federation reportedly stopped him from doing so, saying they wished to prevent mass hysteria since they felt humanity needed to, quote, evolve and reach a state. Well, that's never going to happen. We're devolving. Evolve and reach a stage where we will understand what space and spaceships are. Uh, Aliens don't think very highly of us, huh? We need, like, the majority of you people to actually believe in the idea of space first before we reveal ourselves. There's a large portion of your population that thinks the world is flat. As for why he's chosen to reveal this information now, Ishet explains that the timing was simply due to how much the academic landscape has changed and how respected he is in academia. If I had come up with what I'm saying today five years ago, I would have been hospitalized, he explained. He added, today, they're already talking differently. I have nothing to lose. I've received my degrees and awards. Oh, he's really blowing this shit up, isn't he? I'm respected in universities abroad where the trend is also changing. Oh, by the way, he has a book to sell. I'm sure that has nothing to do with any of this. It's not about publicity, selling more books, but it is called The Universe Beyond the Horizon, Conversations with Professor Jaime Schott. The book contains other details, such as how aliens have prevented nuclear apocalypses and when we can jump in and visit the men in black. If you'd like to read more about it, you know, learn about the Galactic Federation and aliens in general, check out Amazon for this dude's book. All right. And finally, today, freaks. Oh, looky here. We got one from our most fucked up state. Say it with me. Florida, our most fucked up state. All right. A convicted felon whose alias is listed as Bud Light Mike in police records was arrested Saturday after allegedly stealing. You want to take a guess here? This is an easy one, I swear. His his nickname is Bud Light Mike, and yes, he stole a case of America's favorite beer. According to Florida police, Michael Flipkowski swiped 24 cans of Bud Light from a public supermarket in Treasure Island. Flipkowski, 51, was subsequently arrested after being found in possession of 21 of the cans. This should really go without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. If you're a criminal, your nickname should not have anything to do with the crimes you're known to commit. It it just makes the police officer's jobs easier. Now, if you want to throw the cops off the scent... Uh, You know, you might want to give yourself a nickname that uh, has nothing to do with the crimes you commit. So let's say I like to break into nursing homes and rape the little old ladies that are dying there. I don't know. It's just something about the scent of their pussy. That musty, rotting scent that gets my cock rock hard. 
maybe having a, a nickname of the child fingerer, Timothy the child fingerer Henson. You know, when cops see that in in the records, when they're going through potential suspects or something, you know, like what, they get a description of me or something. Ah, he's like six two, salt and pepper hair. They come across my record and they say, oh, oh, he. He, he doesn't like old people. He likes young kids. He fingers little kids. It's the opposite of what is happening here. So maybe we should, let's look, let's look through other records. You know, that's how that would go down in my mind. I don't like the smell of old people's pussies and I don't finger, I don't, I don't do anything with, with kids. Obviously, I hate children and I hate old people. I keep to myself. I'm Timothy Gunnar Bader Henson. That's my nickname. Or is it? Or is it my nickname to throw you off? Ha ha! least you'll have to investigate and find out for yourselves. All right. Uh, according to <laughs> according to Florida police, Michael Flipkowski swiped twenty four cans of Bud Light. He drank three of them by the time cops found him. Since Flipkowski's rap sheet includes multiple prior theft convictions, he was charged with a felony theft count. He's locked up in the county jail in lieu of two thousand dollar bond. An arrest affidavit lists the New Jersey native's alias as Bud Light Mike. Court records reveal how Flipkowski earned the handle. In April, he was convicted of stealing a case of Bud Light from a Wawa convenience store in Clearwater. He's twice been convicted of carrying an open container of Bud Light, once on the beach and once at a bus stop. He's also been convicted of stealing two 18-packs of Bud Light from a Speedway store. In 2016, oh yeah, we're not done yet, there's more. There's more Bud Light thievery going on. Flipkowski was convicted after he could not pay for a Bud Light and a shot of Captain Morgan rum at a hotel bar. His rap sheet also includes convictions for trespass, drunk driving, battery on a law enforcement officer, disorderly conduct, probation violation, resisting arrest, defrauding an innkeeper, witness tampering, auto theft, cocaine possession, aggravated battery, leaving the scene of an accident, careless driving, disorderly intoxication, and violating a protective order. (sighs) All of that, and probably his most heinous crime is having shitty taste in beer. Ting! That, my friends, is your distorted news Ah, for Monday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. That's my email address. Voicemail line 206-666-4463. I'm all over social media. You know the ways. And of course, got to mention the Discord. Great freaks hanging out in there. Stop in. Say hi. There's a link on the main navigation bar at distortedview.com. Hey, Tim. It's uh, Cat Lady. And yesterday was my birthday. Well, someone didn't listen to my Friday show because I wished you a happy birthday. Not only me, but Richard Simmons. So, Ah. Everybody thinks they're like so old, and I'm 33. It's like, no, dude. And uh, Christmas Eve, I'll be 15 years cured of cancer, so I don't feel very old. Most people that uh, most people don't live to, to 15 years past the cancer I have. Oh, but wow. um, after you played the mother daughter enema, which is something my mother would so love to do, but obviously I would not. So here's the text message. I feel like a lot of our listeners have um, parental issues they need to work out. Like Haley's comment has like some fucked up parents. Love lady, cat lady. It sounds to me like, you, you know, your mom's a little kooky. So she sent me. Happy birthday, Eve. Mommy is going to call you tomorrow afternoon. So please make sure you answer. Okay. 
I love you so, so much, my precious little angel from heaven. You gave birth to me, and I'm so proud and blessed to be your mommy. Heart, 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 pray, 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 kiss, kiss, etc. Like, whose mother does that? I mean, oh. like, she's also tried to throw herself out of my car on the freeway at midnight twice in one fucking sitting. I'm just saying. Wait, I um, why, why did she, why do listeners never explain themselves properly? Like, they get to the interesting part, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is the same woman who threw herself out of my car on the freeway two times. Anyway, just want to say, Tim, love the show. And it's like, no, uh... Let's go back to that. I think I have one of the craziest mothers here, especially because she flip-flops between how much she likes me and how much she doesn't, like whether I'm a fucking demon or her little angel. Well, what are you doing to her? Um, Yeah, there is something. We're, we're all just getting one side of the story. Oh, yeah. Uh, people who don't have sex, Santa, I know, fucking whatever. I'm sick. Get over it. You'll get it soon. And, uh, yeah, Tim, keep playing those fucking depressing songs. I'm going to go out with, uh, I don't sound like, I don't sound like Linda Thayer. I don't sound like, uh, I don't, what's her fucking name? You know her name. Honey. But I do no, kind of sound like Tom Waits. So, uh, why did you kill me? Right, okay, okay. Thank you, level 80 cat lady. <laughs> Timmy Boots, DJC, calling from the Tesla of Love. Just uh, calling to say I'm down here at the uh, Cincinnati Kroger's, and I haven't been able to locate you. There are a lot of Kroger's in, in Cincinnati. Uh, this is like Kroger's home base. Uh, I've been in the lotion and the Vaseline section oh, for a few days uh, looking for you. Uh-huh. Uh, where are you? Anyway, calling just to say that uh, I was wondering on the... Uh, whole live meetup that you're talking about. How about... By the way, I've been talking about a live meetup for 15 years. I would not hold my breath. And uh, hear me out here. How about a live meet and greet with Timmy Boo for the Patreons that uh, pledge, uh, you know, $20 or $30 or, I don't know, you can go up to whatever you want. Uh, not anyone that wants to meet me can just give me money. Oh. Uh, I don't care a live patron. meet and greet for the Patreons that are over 10, 20, 30, whatever, whatever you want to set, we'll, uh, or maybe even a one-time ticket. No, I wouldn't want to do that. I would want to open it up to anyone. I mean, not everything has to be about giving me money. To meet and <laughs> greet and talk to Timmy Boy and ask questions. There's a lot of these people, I'm sure, would be traveling a far distance because, you know, not... You know, not everyone lives near Cincinnati. Not many people live near Cincinnati. And maybe even just, uh, you know, you could do a couple news stories, have a couple yeah. drinks. I don't know. You know, whatever you could come up with. You're the uh, media darling, the man of the uh, million-dollar idea to, to make a podcast his life. But, yeah. I think it would be cool. I know I'd be in. That's for yes, sure. Yes, it is something that I would like to do before this show fucking ends. I would like to do at least one meetup. Hey, Tim. Uh, Greg from Austin calling. I just wanted to weigh in on the whole uh, Sarah Lee jingle thing. Uh, <laughs> I and all of my friends thought it was nobody does it like Sarah Lee. Like I literally, That was a revelation when you played that the other day. Literally, my friends and I all thought nobody does it like Sarah Lee because we were 12 and we thought it was, you know, 
Uh, nobody has sex like Sarah Lee. Nobody does it like Sarah Lee. Huh? Yeah. Get it? Yeah, because yeah. we're all 12 and we were stupid. But I, literally, that was the first time in my life I'd ever heard the correct slogan. So, uh, whoever... I, I don't like that. You know why I don't like that slogan? Because it's very cocky, isn't it? Nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee. How the fuck do you know? That's a bold statement. Like in your goddamn frozen pies or whatever. Now, nobody does it like Sarah Lee. I mean, it's not exactly more humble, but... I just think it's a more creative line. Calls you a fucking asshole. But he does for not like getting Sarah it. Lee. Is himself an asshole? Because uh, nobody I know thought that that was the uh, slogan. Well, I'm glad there are other people who uh, thought the slogan was uh, how I said it. Nobody does it like Sarah Lee. Because when I originally posted this, I think it was on my personal Facebook page. You, know, you get all these smart asses. They think they know everything, right? So, uh, yeah, of course, Tim. Everyone knows it's nobody doesn't. Like Sarah Lee, duh. And you don't know if they're being honest or they just want to be right on the internet. You know what I mean? Yeah, everyone knows that. What are you, dumb? You're dumb, faggot. <laughs> they always add faggot at the end. All right, uh, who the fuck cares? Uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the show. Watch you guys emo me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail on for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666-OGOD. Right between my spicy nugs. Stop it! Spread the distortion, STD. Tell all your friends about the program. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize these podcasts. I will see you back here tomorrow if and only if your Sideshow members. So it's a great time to sign up. Superfreaksideshow.com. Support the show. Otherwise, I'll see you back on Wednesday. Until then, have a great day. Bye, Henry, hmm? if you let me go fishing first, you could be my sweet daddy bear. Oh, I'm your grandpa bear. You've got a daddy. Oh, not a daddy. A sweet daddy. And I'll be your little honey. And you could do whatever you want because I'm so hot. Stop it! 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 This has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.